the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. The show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during this show. And that certificate is not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Today's trivia theme is miscellaneous trivia. Now, today I do have a special guest, Rob Napolitano of Grit, G-R-I-T, Partners. Uh, I'm going to read a little bit about uh, about Rob and, and Grit here in just a second here. The uh, First of all, the title of the show is How to Profit in a Down Economy and Protect Your Family's Future. We like that. Uh, let's see here. Rob is topping Goliaths and stewarding people through the biggest wealth transfer in history. During the Great Recession, Rob did file for BK, battling two behemoth banking institutions, came out of bankruptcy with a higher net worth than when he went in. When he went to law school, learned the inefficiencies of the system and how it worked. After gaining a full understanding of how the financial system works, he and Grit Partners are now helping people grow their wealth and stay protected during this distressed economy. Grit Partners uh, harness a non-traditional approach for accredited and qualified investors who want something different a private investment firm tied to some of the large, largest and most trustworthy institutions in the industry, providing unmatched access to distressed financial opportunities in real estate, private lending, life settlements, and generally uh, these things not obtainable by the general public. Hey, Rob, welcome to The Best of Investing. Edward, thank you. That was an awesome introduction. Thank oh, you hey, so oh, much. Well, I appreciate I, being you here. You gave it to me, so I had to read it. <laughs> All right, so first, um, before we get into your questions, give us a, a little background about yourself and what happened for you during the Great Recession. Yeah, so thanks. I appreciate it. I've been in mortgage banking since uh, 1998, over 20 years. I uh, was doing well in the mortgage industry. I uh, was doing about $40 million a month at my height uh, in closing loans. And the Great Recession came around. And it, it's, it's my first downturn that I hadn't experience before and caught me off guard. And I went from doing all those deals and having great income, having a good life to going back. Basically my pipeline just shut down. Yeah. Did you work? Uh, were, you, were you totally independent or did you work for another company? Uh, so I was working for another company and eventually went out and got independent with my own license, had a bunch of mortgage loan originators working for us as well. Uh, we were doing awesome that time. And, you know, I saw the writing on the wall when these option arms, remember those pick a pay, 
payments. Oh, that yeah. Could, yeah, remember that, right? And so yeah. those came out. They were very popular, uh, but they weren't the right fit for W-2 uh, uh yeah. workers uh and so you see a lot of the w2 people getting fitted for those loans and i knew it was a mismatch there was going to be a problem and i wouldn't do those loans and i saw the writing on the wall and so i started doing my more of my private lending more of my real estate investing then and i saw what was going on but i never expected it would happen where the subprime crisis was going to hit and just basically wipe everything out so I saw that there were gonna be some issues with the way the banks were foreclosing. So I decided to go to law school, become a paralegal, learn the legal side of the banking industry because I knew there was gonna be deals to work out and opportunities to help others and make a buck every now and then doing this as well. Um, But I didn't go about it the right way. And so I didn't make any money doing that. So I ended up going to my bankruptcy into a chapter 13 where I wanted to repay everybody. And I took my attorney through that and I, basically tell them, look, let's go uh, account by account and let's go see who we have to pay and how much we have to pay. Uh, and he's like, fine, let's just, you know, do lawsuits, adversarial proceedings. That's every attorney will advise you to do. Right. Um, and we did. And we took some really good strategies toward them to the point where they did not want us to open up Pandora's box on their side as we were about to. Yeah. Uh, so we had some really good traction there. And so they decided, you know what, we're better off just paying him to go away. And so they paid us a, yeah. large sum of money to pay all of my attorney's fees. They paid all of my creditors off, paid my entire bankruptcy estate. And I walked away with a nice big fat check. And so I'm one of the very few people you ever meet that goes in at a certain net worth and comes out at a higher net worth. Wow. Okay. But more than the money was my experience. We went into the discovery and all the stuff that we saw and how the real banking system works uh, and how, uh, uh, intimate it is with their own little groups of people, how they always win and the regular citizenry doesn't, uh, how losses that they have taken, uh, Mm -hmm. only get pushed out to insurance that they have. So insurance companies can pay them. So they never lose. And so when they did that, I said, I want to build something just like that because the way they built it was genius, but they were taking advantage of people in the meantime. So I wanted to build something better. All right. We're going to continue on when we come back from our break. Our first trivia question is the Da Vinci code opened the movie. The Da Vinci code opens with a murder in which famous museum. All right. Don't say anything yet. Uh, Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate. Again, here's the question. In the movie, The Da Vinci Code, it opens with a murder in which famous museum? All right. Stay with us. You are listening to The Best of Investing. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM. The answer. Now back to the best of investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM. The answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, Rob Napolitano. And our first trivia question, The Da Vinci Code, the movie, opens with a murder in which famous museum? Rob, do you know the answer? 
I believe the answer is right in the heart of Paris called the Louvre. The Louvre. Yes, that is correct. Hey, before we start uh, back with you, Rob, uh, I do want to make a mention here for the Mount View Hotel and Spa in beautiful Calistoga. They're having 15% off this summer, $395 a night for weekends, $295 a night for the weekdays. And uh, I got to tell you, I've been there before, and it's one of the nicest pools, especially with all the, uh, the, the spa minerals that you get. So check them out at the Mount View Hotel and Spa. All right. So I'm uh, in the studio here. Well, I'm in the studio and Rob, you're back east. Uh, Rob Napolitano with GRIT Partners. And uh, what does GRIT stand for? So GRIT actually is uh, an acronym for Global Realist, Global Realty Investor Trust. Okay. Because it has all the pieces that we try to enjoy. And then we decided our branding manager said, you know what, though? The way you guys actually roll up your sleeves and really get dirty we got to make it a word. And so you guys are the grit. And there so you go. We are the grit. <laughs> you know, it's funny. You mentioned about, um, you know, the banking system and the crisis and all that. And, and I remember uh, I was, uh, I had a situation where I had a uh, commercial building and the, it was a situation where the, I was underwater in the building, uh, but I still made my payments and the, the loan was coming due and I, I had to walk into the bank and I literally just, I had a, like a set of car keys with me and, and they were starting to, they were not playing hardball too bad. They were like two bankers. And I remember, uh, you know, when they wanted to say, well, you know, you got to pay it, pay blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, guys, you're, you're, you're increasing the interest rate. I, I said, I'm, I'm working for you at that point. I said, here, here are the keys to the building. I said, it's underwater. I go here, take the building. And they, they kind of pushed it back. I mean, no, 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 hold on. Don't worry. We'll get you a proposal. So, they, they give me a proposal and I didn't really like it that much. Cause again, it was like, you know, I guys, this really isn't working out. I said, I'd be willing to do X, right? Well, they came back and they gave me X minus. I mean, they actually, I, I had to, I got a little scared calling them up and the banker and saying, um, did I read this right? You're actually giving me even a better deal than what I was asking for. And they said, no, you got it right. I said, take it done. And how enlightening is that, right? Because most oh, yeah. people don't know that, that, you know, debt can actually be restructured. Yeah. And bankers actually don't want to hang on to real estate. Well, it's, um, it, it's, so it by putting it back the, at them. Yeah, I was going to say, you experienced this. It doesn't have to do with like the reserve requirements and the uh, negative multiplier effect. So there, there, there's a couple of reasons why. Um, there's a couple of reasons why they don't want real estate. Number one, they're, they're here. Number one, real estate is a lot of work. And yeah. the mottos of these bankers are, hey, how much money can we make with doing the least amount of work? Which is not a bad thing. We all want to do that, right? I mean, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That's my motto. Make more, more class. Okay, I like that. Right? So, okay, so we'll give them that. Fine. They got the right motto. We all want to be like them. That way, let's make as much as we can, do as least amount as possible. So owning real estate, anybody that owns real estate, I'm sure you know too, you're not, not working. It is a lot of work. Yeah. It is a lot of work to do that. And so right away, once you start giving them back the keys and they're like, wait a second, we own the real estate. That's a lot of work. We don't want to do that. That means we actually can't go do the things we want to do. And we have to do real estate. No, 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 no. So it's actually a good deal. Yeah. 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 And so it's a very good negotiating position that you were in because yeah. they definitely don't want to own the real estate. However, uh, one of the things I learned, and I'll, I'll, I'll pass it along to you, is what you really want to do in order to really create, maintain, and preserve real wealth, 
You want to own nothing yeah. and control everything. And the way you do that is with debt. So yeah. I, let me illustrate. Let me illustrate that view because let's look at your relationship with the bankers, right? And this is, you know, in 99% of the cases, when people buy real estate as an investment, they're going to put a down payment down and usually go out and get a, a loan from the bank. Sure. So let's call the relationship that the landlord is the operator, the bank is a silent partner. Now let's look at that yeah. relationship. Yeah. Um, and in your case, whether it be commercial or residential, you're going to make money because of the income that it makes on rent. Yep. So let's say you generate $10,000 a month worth of rent and your mortgage payment is uh, $7,500. Sure. You're making twenty five hundred bucks as positive net cash flow. Everybody's taught that's the way you make passive income. Great, you're making money. You're building your wealth. But let's look at really what happens here. What happens if something happens to the structure? Uh, God forbid, a car crashes into it, a tree falls oh, on it, yeah. and there's some physical side. that that that's got to come out of your pocket, and you got to put the expenses uh, and yeah. carry the expenses. What happens if? Um, storm comes through, does other damage, or what happens if some of your units go vacant and it's not producing $10,000 a month anymore. Now it's producing only $5,000 a month. You got to come out of pocket for the other 2,500 bucks. Yeah. So in the course of that relationship, the bank gets paid their 7,500 bucks, no matter what. Correct. It doesn't care whether you don't have the income, whether you have to do repairs, whether you have yeah. other stuff going on there. It doesn't care at all. And yeah. it just wants its money. And if you don't pay the money, what do they do? Foreclose. And they, and they get the asset at 60 cents on the dollar. And yeah. then they go and find yeah. somebody else like you to go sell it to, to run it. And so that's how they control without yeah. owning. And owning the debt is always which, the way which, I, I, which I, again, that's why I, I, I have the exact same philosophy. I'd much rather just be a lender, coupon clip. Yeah. And if I get the asset back at 60 cents on the dollar, fine, for, for exactly those reasons. Tell you what, we're going to get to our next commercial break here. I know it goes kind of fast. It's good, it's good stuff here. Uh, what Nicholas Sparks book about a young socialite and her longtime crush was made into a movie starring Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams? All right. That's our trivia question. Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate. Stay with us. Best of investing. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, Rob Napolitano. Second trivia question. What Nicholas Sparks book about a young socialite and her longtime crush was made into a movie starring Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams? What was the name of that movie? It came out. Yeah. The Notebook. Yes, The Notebook. Very good. Two for two. The Notebook. Your, uh, your, your, your mic is kind of cutting in and out. Your video and mic are kind of cutting in and out a little bit. Not sure why. You're kind of, you're kind of frozen on the screen right now. <laughs> oh, Okay, no, it looks uh, like you're okay. okay. I want to make a, a quick mention here also for Transcendence Theater. Uh, check them out. They got some great Broadway type shows. Uh, An Enchanted Evening is coming up in September. Check them out at transcendencetheater.com. All right. So, Rob, uh, where do you want to take us now um, in our conversation? 
So just as we were saying that own nothing and control everything, and that's how you can get some assets, you know, with some real good equity inside of the assets. Um, you know, the bankers trade debt back and forth as well. And there's opportunities for investors to jump into that game where they can actually buy these mortgages and become the banks furthering our efforts to do less and become wealthy by doing less. So becoming the bank by owning some of these loans is a fantastic way to, uh, because you know, you can buy a lot of these things, these mortgages at big yeah. discounts. Yes. And so you, you can buy these things with big spreads, or smaller spreads, depending on what you're doing. Now, it sounds trivial just to go ahead and say, hey, I can buy, you know, a $500,000 mortgage at some number less than $500,000. But just like running real estate, running debt or owning debt and, and, and managing the debt can have its headwinds as well. Oh yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a, there, it's a, it's a very niche business. It's a, it's a highly skilled business, um, which going back to part of my story, which part of why I wanted to get into the legal end of things, because a lot of this stuff has to do with a lot of, uh, um, legalities as well. Yeah. Um, whether, whether people are, um, contesting, whether you have to foreclose, depending on the jurisdiction that you're in, it happens different ways, what rights you have, what rights you don't have, what you can collect on, what you can't collect. There's so many things that go into this. Well, mention, you know, mentioning that, um, I don't know if you, if this, I think this is just a California rule that uh, just got uh, uh, adjudicated, I guess is a good word, <laughs> is um, the, there was a, a, a fairly large business loan. So it's not a consumer loan. It was a business loan. Yeah. And the borrower stopped paying and the lender uh, in, uh, tried to go after default interest. Uh, and the judge basically said, uh, no, you can, you can only go after default interest if the loan matures versus a default within the documents. Even though the documents say, if you're in default, we get default interest. And, and we're talking millions of dollars here. So uh, that was not a good case for the, uh, for the lender. Yeah. You know? yeah. As I understand that case may be going up uh, I don't know where it is yet, but it may be up on the appeal, which is interesting. I knew about that case as well because there were certain people in, in, in my ecosystem that are pushing back on some default interest and they're saying you can't do it. And I had to tell them, no, that's a California thing. It doesn't apply to other <laughs> states as well. So, you know, okay, you know, the devil is in the details and some of yeah. that stuff. Um, you know, and that's interesting that you say that, right? Um, because we'll go off on a little bit of a hyper-technical tangent here. Let's talk about what is a default. A default is defined as a number of different things if you read some of these documents. And I don't know, I haven't seen the, the uh, or, or read in detail the case or their documents, but was it a payment yeah. default? Was it a maturity it, it, default? It was, yeah, because it, it wasn't a curable one like insurance, you know, that would be a curable default. You know, this was, yeah, right. this, this was one where they, they just stopped paying. And uh, they, the, 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 I think what, they hadn't gone through foreclosure yet, but I think they were trying to figure out what was the, the you know, the damages. You know. I, 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 listen, I suspect that that's going to, in the future, it's not going to exist in its current form, that decision. Okay. That's what I suspect. I think that'll be amended 
one way or another. In my mind, and my mind and my opinion doesn't matter, uh, but in my mind, I think that, you know, applying that logic on a consumer. Yeah. Fair. Fair. fair yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is a business loan. Yeah. Where caveat them tour, meaning buyer beware, yeah. is done across the board on all these transactions. Uh, and Nobody's putting a gun to their head. They don't have to take the loan. Exactly. No one's put a gun to their head. And this is and this yeah. is just business. So for the court to interfere with the business, uh, yeah. I can understand if the court wants to um, uh, proactively protect the consumer because there is a different level of sophistication on one side Good versus point. the other. Absolutely. Fair enough. And taking someone's but home away is something different. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and so from the from the point of view of sophistication, when you're doing B2B business to business, you know, it's supposed to be understood that you're on the same level of sophistication and it's fair game. Yeah, because the so, judges are not supposed to change contracts. They're supposed to just interpret yeah. the contracts. And this, these, Listen, these they, are very, very can. clear. They, yes, they can. They have a power too. Um, yeah. So that's why I think that um again not knowing too much detail my personal opinion is that that opinion is not going to exist in the future in its current form there'll be some sort of revision modification uh, uh, or i think i think you're probably right before we cut to break now you said you did the paralegal did you get your law license also or or just the paralegal uh no, I actually like to, I actually like to make money, so I didn't want to become an attorney. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> well, hey, listen, I love I, I, attorneys. To me, are like Listerine. I hate them, but I use them twice a day. Okay, all right. You ready for our third commercial trivia question? This is a lot of fun, there, Rob. Okay, what popular young adult book series and ascends tr- quote tributes to participate in a televised competition in which they fight to the death? There's a movie, uh, a couple of movies that came out uh, in the last, let's say, 10 years. What popular young adult book series sends, quote, tributes to participate in a televised competition in which they fight to the death? All right. 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate. Stay with us. Best of investing. We'll be right back. Now, back to the best of investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to the best of investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Rob Napolitano, my special guest. Third trivia question. What popular young adult book series sends, quote, tributes to participate in a televised competition in which they fight to the death? If I, if I name the movie, you'll, you'll, you'll know the name. You ready? It's not, it's not. It's not. It's not. Fight Club, is it? No, no, no. Uh, the Hunger Games. Oh, the oh, Hunger yeah. Games. Of yeah, course, Hunger yes, Games. of course. Okay. Quick mention here also for Gym Guys, G U Y Z, Gym Guys with a Z. Uh, they have. Uh, it's one of those situations where the gym comes to you, so you don't have to go to the gym. Call them up. Uh, eight eight. Excuse me. Eight five five dash Gym Guys, and that's guys with a Z, and they'll come to you. Good stuff. All right, uh, Rob Napolitano, where are we going from here? What what else you want to cover? We got one 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 last big segment. Well, listen, let, let's talk about what 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 you know. I'm going to toot my own horn and pat my own back here a little sure. bit. Uh, so let's talk about what no one else is doing, you know, in this industry as well. So part of what I learned going through what I did in the bankruptcy, and I, and I mentioned that earlier about how these banks don't lose because they insure all their losses. And there's nothing like that in our industry on in the private real estate side, whether we're buying property, whether we're buying um, 
notes or anything like that. Whenever we take losses, we're going to have to take losses, put them on taxes or whatever. But there's nobody coming in. We don't have any uh, sugar daddy or sugar mama that'll just pay for anything that we screw up, right? You know, actually, though, in, in California, um, back in the 70s, Fireman's Fund uh, did insure mortgages for a private company until the guy ended up having like, you know, 15 unrecorded mortgages on, on people's houses and the little yeah. Ponzi scheme. And then they got out of the business. But yeah, I've always wondered if they, if there would be like a Lloyd's of London or some other company, but they'd have to underwrite every single mortgage. That's the problem. So we, we solved that problem. We think we have anyway, we believe that we have. And that's what we did when we started buying abandoned life settlements. So we took, Abandoned. We started. Yeah, we took. We so so. There's a bunch of life settlements out there that you know, whether key man policies, business owned policies, policies, life insurance policies that are not used or anymore have no more need uh, and retired from estate planning. And then there are some policies that consumers can't afford to pay premiums on anymore as well. So instead of those policies lapsing, yeah, where the insurance company wins, yeah. So our group will go in and buy those policies, continue to make payments on those premiums. And then at some point in the future, we get a lump sum. Because the person uh, so now, dies. Yeah. yeah. Right. We, we like to say it because the policy matures, but yes. <laughs> well, I guess if, if they live to like 120, I think there's an automatic. Well, uh, well and that's it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, that, and that's part of the risk. There are risks in everything. And one of the risks in that business is people living longer and people getting healthier. But, but how long is that? In this country. What's the, what's, uh, I mean, <laughs> at some point you probably get, lucky and someone died early but generally speaking i mean you're kind of in it for the long term aren't you uh so it depends right so similarly so so i looked at this and i did a lot of analysis on this and i i've concluded that in my opinion life settlements is the cousin to mortgage notes okay they're very similar in characteristics and what they can produce for you except in the mortgage notes you're getting income coming in on the life settlements you got money going out but yeah. at some point they're similarly, they're both discounted cash flow. Correct. Because 100% of the people paper. are going to die. Well, that's true too. And right, yeah. not 100% of the people are always going to pay off their mortgages. Um, yeah. So there's advantages and disadvantages on both sides of these. So I look at the characteristics of what they can provide and look at how that can supplement what we're doing in the real estate side. And it was a nice fit of how we can ensure losses our investors capital accounts and things of that nature so let's just i'll go through it like real quick yeah. so you're basically and, and and you asked you know do you buy when you're waiting long or not so similarly to real estate we have an appraiser valuing the value of a property or how we do valuations inside of buying notes there's also a process of valuing what they call the life expectancy or the sure. life of the policy until it's That's what an actuary right? does. Yeah. yeah, there's actuaries, life settlements, all a bunch of companies that do it and do it very well uh, based on health, based on medical technology. Well, that's what I was going to ask you that. Are you, are you doing, ba- are you, you, are you buying ones from people who, you know, aren't feeling well? Let's put it that way. So it depends. It, 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 it's it's the, the underwriting that we use when we buy these policies. Uh, that's where our proprietary, uh, information comes into play and how we buy and what we buy. So we buy the way we do it is we buy a range of uh, of life expectancy. So we can buy one where we expect to be paid in two years. We can buy one where we expect to get paid in eight years. And by blending across 
expiration dates or maturity dates, yeah. you're, 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 you're spreading the risk. Yeah. You're getting constant, uh, a more consistent cash flow. And so when you create this, where you have more of a consistent cash flow coming in, just putting money in your coffers, now this life settlement fund that you put together, which just has constant cash flow coming in, acts as an offset to losses that may be incurred on the real estate side. Or if you're doing really well on the real estate side, then the lifestyle becomes an enhancement to what you've already earned. Well, you're kind of like la- you're laddering basically the uh, uh, the income yeah. streams on that. What, what's the when did you start doing the life settlement? Uh, two two and a half years ago, I okay. found a group who was really good at doing this stuff, and we got together starting our fund. They do the asset manager side; we do uh, more of the fundraising side, gotcha. and, and and they handle the operations and, stuff and, like that. But and, and phenomenal for, group we got. With no promises or anything, what what are what are your expectations as to a rate of return if you're an investor in something like that? So it, so, so so it depends. We've got different classes and different tranches that we've built out because there's different risk tolerances. So we we've kind of uh, uh, tranched out the risk. So depending okay. on the risk appetite, you know, you can expect anywhere between let's say a seven percent to a twelve percent annualized return over a longer period of time. The downside, which people are going to ask first, it, it, this is not a get rich quick type of. This oh, is no, a long you don't know if someone's going to live five years, ten years, whatever. Well, well, it's not just that too. In order to get the 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 economics to work, you yeah. got to go long term, and you really got to use the power of compounding. So our fund was a ten yeah. year fund, but you're not investing in our fund to actually make the money. You're really investing in the fund to get an insurance hedge against. The other risks inside of your portfolio, so you don't yeah, want that. I, I could see anyway. where it would, I, I could see where you know uh, retirement funds would be perfect for for something like that, sure. especially. But not um, just retirement funds, but but for individuals as well that want to do this long term and want to take the hedge yeah. against yeah. the risk. But if somebody, right? let's say, you know, who's realizing they're probably not going to get a monthly income potentially yeah. uh, for, from it, good for retirement. You, one thing you have to be careful of with a fund is the twenty five percent rule you know, of retirements uh, for UBT. Stuff like you know, yes, um, yes, kind of junk. Uh, with, qualified, with qualified money, yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you and I speak the same language, my friend. There. Hey, before yeah. we cut to the break, how do people get hold of you if they want more information? Because we've got so much good stuff to cover. We're going to actually have you on next week. This is the first time I've ever had someone come on this week and the following week. How do people oh, get hold of you? Thank you. Go ahead. So I'll I'll give you I'll give you the email address, but there's a okay. story behind it. So I'll, I'll try to do the story real quick. So we believe. Uh, you know, we don't, we, we'll tell you what. Give us the email, and then we'll go to the. We have to cut to a break. Actually, you know, right. we got to cut to our break now. Stay with us. We'll get to you. We'll right, back in just a second. Don't touch that dial. The best investor will be right back with some closing comments. You're listening to the best of investing on 860 AM. The answer. Once again, your host Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Rob Napolitano. Okay, Rob, you were just about to give us your email address and the uh, the, the reason behind it. Yes. So, so with everything that I've been through and all my journey and everything, you know, I believe we're in a time where we're seeing a lot of distortion out there in the world with 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 inflation on a geopolitical level. On, on all sorts of levels. And there's a lot of confusion for investors out there of where we're going, where we can make the best bets for our families and how we can help protect our families and our kids of the future. So we started pushing out a, um, uh, uh, a mission of capturing tomorrow. As investors, we need to capture tomorrow 
today by buying these things at a discount, whether it be mortgages, insurance policies, real estate, we need to capitalize on the opportunities today so that our kids have a chance tomorrow because their future is being robbed. So anybody that wants to get in touch with us, we want them to be brilliant at doing this. They can start by putting it in writing and they can reach us by writing in their email, brilliant at capturingtomorrow.com. (laughs) <laughs> if they type that into their email address, they'll get to us and our team. And that's their first step to taking that journey with us because they want the same thing for their children as we want for ours. So brilliant at capturingtomorrow.com is how they can go ahead and get us. How many funds do you have? Uh, two, working on the third. Two, uh, how big are the funds? Uh, uh, 25 million and 50 million. Oh, okay. And, and I mean, you've already raised that much or is that the upper limit? We're we're, we're still, we're still, that's the upper limits and we're still raising oh, okay. money on the, uh, on, on the, uh, on the life settlement side. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I'll make a couple of quick mentions here at, you know, Pacific private money. Um, so I manage the uh, Southwest note fund. I'm one of the managers and then we do okay. buy the discounted notes and what yeah. we're doing is we're just paying. I, I don't think you'll ever, well, let's put it this way. In my experience, I have not seen any fund that's this conservative. And the reason I say that is the average loan to value and our fund is 46%, but we're buying the notes at a discount. So our average investment yeah. to value is under 30%. Yeah, I, mean, awesome. I don't know of any mortgage fund out there that's under 30% loan, you know, quote yeah. investment to value. And what we end up doing is just paying a flat eight and a half percent, pay it on a monthly yeah. basis. And you can either reinvest the distributions or get a monthly check. Uh, it's, uh, it's extremely conservative. Let's put it that way. So, uh, I get to, I get to cherry pick the loans, uh, that, that yep. we're helping this one company buy, uh, for our fund. This fund only is right now, it's only about 6 million, but, uh, it'll, it'll grow to 50 million. You know, it's so funny. People say, what's the downside? And I say, well, the first downside is don't write me a check for 2 million bucks. Cause it'll take me a while to place it. Well, and I, and I think that's changing now too. So do you guys, just do the consumer primary residence loans? Uh, yeah. So all these loans are, uh, oh, they're, for, for the most part, all owner-occupied. I mean, there may be some vacant ones, but uh, they're all regular houses. There's there's no... Uh, and are you doing just firsts or are you doing seconds as no, well? First, first, they're all firsts. Yeah. Okay. Super conservative. Okay. It's very rare that we have a foreclosure. You know, because again, yeah. if you have a house that's worth a hundred grand, borrower owes 46 grand and, and we're into it for 29,000, they're going to yeah. sell the house or something. I mean, or if they don't yeah. lucky us, you know, and then yeah, our other exactly. fund, our other major fund is the freedom fund. Uh, that one's about us right now. It's about 65 million in that. Uh, and we pay anywhere from seven to 9%, whether you, you invest 250, 500 or a million. And that's, and that's also the same strategy, buying the distressed nope, we're, notes? we're originating notes. We're just like the bank. We're just like Wells Fargo. You want to buy a house, you come to us. If you can't get you, from Wells Fargo. Using MLOs, doing the, uh, uh, they call that the qualified? No, the, not the, the scratch and dent they call them now is... Uh, well, we're doing we're doing regular bridge loans. I mean, primarily bridge loans. Oh, you do the bridge loans. Okay, so primarily, that's the primarily loans. bridge loans. Yeah, regular consumer loans. Yeah. Okay. Hey, and check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. All right. Here's our thoughts for the day. You ready? So I hired a contractor and gave him a to-do list, and he only completed items one, three, and five. Turns out it only he only does odd jobs, and uh, I can't I can't understand why my calculator stopped working. It, It just doesn't add up. 
All right, tune in next week to the best of investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions and, of course, having more dad jokes. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on 860 AM. The answer. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.